0: Hey, welcome back. Today's podcast guest is lifestyle blogger Austin Floyd, and we talk about the five fundamentals of heightened living. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township, it's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast. And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life, to whatever you want it to be, and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Hey guys, so before we get started here, uh, Austin was outside on his balcony, so in the background you will hear the waves from uh, the ocean, so don't pay any mind to that. Other than that, uh, it's a great show, hope you enjoy, let me know what you think. Hey, what's up everybody? It's the fly host of Love the Most and we're coming live from fulfilling life's yearnings and I have another guest today, Austin Floyd. And Austin is a lifestyle blogger, life hacker, and hard worker who in the last six months has radically changed his life. After getting an offer in a Facebook group to work for the health and fitness role model he was following at the time, he jumped at the opportunity, dropped out of school and moved from Michigan to Florida. This all came about because of his own personal blog, originally MindfulLifestyle.net, and now HeidenLiving.com. After working hard for years at it and constantly wanting to achieve better, um, get better at it, the Facebook group of Nova's bloggers had a job opening, and so Austin's hard work finally paid off on his blog. Now at 21 years old, he is living directly on the beach in Florida, with only the ability to excel at anything um, that he wants to ask his choosing. So Austin, that is awesome. I just want to thank you for uh, taking some time out to come on to fulfilling life's yearnings. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So it's cool kind of how um, I connected with you, you know, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with the, with the burns and, and, um, Shelby and her mom were always saying, hey, you should reach out to Austin because you guys would probably click off. So finally, I decided to do that. And so I'm looking forward to to, to hearing your story today on the podcast. Um, I know I read the bio there, but a little bit more of your background that got you um, you know, to where you are today. So can we start there? What is your background that, that really got you uh, going along this path that you are now in?
1: Yeah, man. So um, it kind of started in high school, I would say, and I kind of gained a bunch of weight, got pretty depressed and was not in a good mind state at all. So my mom brought me to a psychiatrist, my dad a holistic doctor, and then we got a personal trainer and stuff. And I started to get into the health and fitness stuff just a little bit. Um, But that kind of sparked me realizing that you had the power to kind of change your appearance and your life and everything. And so from there, I I read probably like 100, 150 books on health and fitness, just trying to figure out, like, what's the optimal way to do this and to do it healthily. Um, So when I got to college, I was fascinated with it and i chose neuroscience um strictly because i wanted to do neuroscience nutrition okay which which isn't a thing um but i just thought that it sounded awesome being right. able to <laughs> eat things to influence your life which you can granted it's not a field but uh so my mom and me were brainstorming she's like why don't you start a blog you love all these blogs so from there, it kind of just went from me starting Mindful Lifestyle and doing it leisurely to diving more into it, uh, writing an ebook which isn't out anymore, but just the journey of learning to write one, which I'm doing again right now for heightened living, um, kind of showed me like the hard work and the pursuit behind all that and uh after putting in the man hours over and over again i finally got notice on a facebook group that i had been following which funny enough the guy who owned the facebook group uh influenced me to start my first blog okay and he actually did a skype call at the beginning with me uh his name's christopher walker so after he put out that notice it was kind of just i put in my uh Sent a video in, sent my application in, talked to the guys, and then I was ready to move down to Florida to get working on what I really wanted to get working on.
0: That's awesome. So talk about, you know, when you say um, what it is you wanted to get working on, What is what does that entail?
1: Yeah, so uh, I followed this health and fitness blog mm-hmm. kind of from senior year to, well, all the way up to now because I work on it. Um, But the way that it's structured is kind of like minimalism in health and fitness, and it's about getting a great physique while enjoying your life. And I got so much from it that I wanted to give to it and help to spread the message. So uh, getting this opportunity, I joined the team and was set at uh, the head of advertising. And so now... What we aim to do is market in real life. And what that means is instead of being a salesy, pitchy, whatever uh, advertisement you're going to see anywhere, Mm -hmm. we aim to provide value first. So no matter what, if you're seeing an advertisement, it's going to have value if you click on it or not. You're going to learn something. It's going to give you something that you would like to have and you don't have to pay for it. So Using that, using my background in neuroscience and psychology and kind of learning how people operate, it's awesome to come down here and get to use everything that I love to put it to work to help show other people what they have been missing out on that whole time.
0: Wow, so that's interesting. And when you talk about, uh, you call it real-life advertising? Yeah. What Now, what would that look like if... Uh, would it be something that I would find on the internet or like Facebook or something like that? Where, where would we see these um uh, advertisement that we're getting value from?
1: Yeah, so you'll see it all over the place. Uh, namely, like Google AdWords is right. huge for that. So you'll see Google, YouTube, anywhere on the display network, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. And then now you'll start seeing them or at least very soon on Snapchat.
0: Got it. And these, and these will be uh, links or videos or whatever that are providing value to to the person that's looking at it, so they can take take away something from it, regardless. Like you said, if they uh, buy something from you guys or not.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's how most advertisers should aim. Mm-hmm. Although we clearly know, as we've all seen ads, it doesn't work like that. There's always this skeezy whatever who wants to just get money from you.
0: We'll tell you all the lies we want to hear. Right. So that's cool. So you've been, uh, make sure I heard you correctly. You've been doing the blog, uh, you started your original blog, uh, MindfulLifestyle.net. And so now you've been doing it for, what, about five, six years now? Um, Actually, about, I think, three, three and a half years now. Okay. Three and a half years. And... When you started that, and you're talking about how you and your mom brainstormed uh, to come up with that original blog, um, talk about where you were at at that time because you were saying you uh, began reading a bunch of books and really, really started getting into uh, the health and fitness. What, what were you, um, you know, primarily blogging about? What, what was your interest, and and then how, how has that changed now with? Um, high-end living since obviously you've been progressing along the way. Um, You're not overweight anymore. So talk about uh, that journey for you and how that is reflected in in your blogs. Yeah, man.
1: So uh, during that time, I was pretty heavily – I loved meditation, but I also loved health and fitness. So for me, it was more about being – like the word mindfulness or – mindful in mindful lifestyle came from being cognitive cognitively aware that you have the ability to craft your life the way you want to and in that sense it was supposed to be crafting your lifestyle to benefit you in the future so health and fitness was one of the primary focuses mainly because that's what i researched at that time um But I would also do things like hard work and persistence and a lot of motivational things as I think that was a prime driver for me to make such a big change in my life. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to do the same thing while providing the information that they could use the motivation for.
0: So that's interesting. So it's like when when you went along this journey, like you like the thing that happened to you was right in your face it wasn't like still lingering around like you broke like you broke completely down and and had to start building yourself back up do you feel that that kind of helped you i guess uh you know being able to confront what you were going through uh and and getting so low that the only way you could go was up as opposed to like kind of hiding um you know your emotions or whatever was going on with you and just kind of like ignoring it
1: exactly man yeah so i see this a lot in uh, a lot of different people um with with the four roommates i live with three of us have the same styled story where we hit that wall Mm. and that's what allowed us to bounce back and become who we are today and as bad as it is a lot of times most people need that kick and it doesn't mean that the wall has to be super severe it just means that you have to realize when you're down near the wall, and use that momentum to bounce back.
0: I agree. So take us through, uh, for instance, if you were having to guide someone, if you will, and you're like, okay, somebody just hit a wall, and and they're needing to, you know, build themselves back up. What? And I know you're big into routines and, and habits. What and that also goes into the mindset. What would you tell that person uh, that they should start uh, doing to to start living a better life? What What would your advice be?
1: Yeah, so I would I would definitely have them start small mm-hmm. because when you add too much at one time, that's when things go chaotic. Um, so I would say at first, there's two areas of your life that really dictate your day and that's and they both also influence each other. And that's when you or that's your sleep and that's your awake. The morning and the evening. Mm -hmm. And so if you can master those, I'm gonna be completely honest, the rest of your day will go relatively smoothly no matter what. And that's excluding exercise or eating or anything. Although, as we know, eating and exercise have Uh, a good correlation with how you sleep and how you wake up and everything
0: okay so let's talk about that sleep what do you mean when you say that
1: so now in uh in typical cultures it seems like six seven hours is the norm and that's that is not how it has always been not at all uh we're all pretty much sleep deprived at least how i see it and Um, From that sense, if we are getting those eight to 10 hours of sleep or whatever we have optimal for how our bodies are, uh, we're getting bad quality sleep. And there's like a lot of little fixes that you can do, but they all add up to give you like this instrumental
0: sleep that is euphoric
1: when you wake up.
0: Okay, so give us a scenario, because I know in in our age, you know, technology, we're always using our cell phones or, or laptops, and, and we're having a lot of screen contact. Uh, what would be, when you mention just some small things that we could do to improve our sleep, because I feel like that kind of goes along with, with where you're at. What would be some of those changes or some of those uh, habits that we could do that would improve um, the level of our sleep?
1: Yeah, so... I'll go through my sleep, sleep routine real quick just mm-hmm. because uh, I'm a little neurotic about it. But uh, it definitely is something that helps me
0: right.
1: get to sleep every night and stay asleep no matter what's going on. So around – I see, here's the thing. I go to bed pretty early okay. and I think that honestly that's the way to go if you can because of circadian mm-hmm. rhythm and everything. When the sun goes down, humans used to sleep. And that's just kind of how we're meant to operate. But I get tired, but I wake up early, so I have that balance. Unless on the weekends, everyone always deviates. So right, right. Stick to what you can for now. But what I would say is, around eight p.m., I start to wind down, either reading or watching TV. But I put on—I uh, have these UV blocking, blue light blocking sunglasses. I got on Amazon for like six bucks. So. Real cheap investment, but it helps to ensure that you're not seeing blue light, which has been shown to drastically reduce uh, and dissipate melatonin Mm -hmm. in the brain. And melatonin is the neurotransmitter uh, responsible for putting you to sleep. Okay. So that would be the first thing that I would say super easy. That's the reason that you see on all the, the sites. Don't look at your phone a couple hours before bed, this or that. Don't use electronics. And it's because of the blue light mainly. So uh, next, I would say light, again, is so crucial in our sleeping. If you're sleeping with the light beaming in on you, it's going to distract you no matter what. So I use a sleep mask every night. Uh, Sometimes earplugs, but I'm playing with that on and off because they can be as uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If you're using the wrong ones, so... Just try to keep minimal noise, which I also have a white noise generator that I like to put on right before I go to sleep. Just put it by the door. Uh, Any sound that comes out through the crack gets muffled. Okay. So it helps you fall asleep better. Um, Those are probably what I would say the three main ones is light, sound, and uh, blue light, like artificial light before bed.
0: Nice notes you know, to help you sleep better and, and you're clocking in what around 8 to 10 hours of sleep a night
1: yeah yeah, I get 8 to 10 normally honestly probably around 9 because okay. I just love to sleep and I even take a nap during the day a quick 15 minute one
0: mm-hmm. but uh when are you waking up
1: so I wake up between 5.30 and 6.30 Okay. somewhere around there mm-hmm. uh You're
0: good. And when you're waking up too, so you talk about the sleep. Uh, I'm sure since since you're neurotic about your routines, what what works best for you um, to get you going through the day? Where you talk about the two main things are sleep and awake. What's what's that look like for you when you get up?
1: Yeah. So when I get up, uh, I I've been trying. To rise naturally. Mm -hmm. And I understand that in our society with having strict times we have to do this or that or things we want to do in the morning, it's always hard. But what I've noticed is with getting the 8 to 10 hours, I've been rising naturally just to a little bit of sunlight that comes in in the morning through like a crack in the blinds. Okay. So I would prefer that every morning just because that's the most peaceful way. But if not, an alarm is completely fine regardless of what most people would say. But then I get up or just brush my teeth and then I walk out and I do a 10 to 15 minute meditation Mm -hmm. uh, focusing on box breathing and a little bit of uh, visualization of how the day is going to go.
0: Okay. What's a box breathing?
1: So box breathing is a method of breathing where you visualize a box and you breathe in for five seconds and that would be the top of the box hold for five seconds, the right side of the box, mm-hmm. breathe out for five seconds, the bottom of the box, and then breathe up or hold for five seconds. And that would be the other side of the box. So you're supposed to visualize the box as you do it. Sometimes I, I do the holds a little less because they're it gets hard. But it's a
0: good way to wake up and to take control of your mind in the morning. Okay. And then you say you visualize, how do you... What are you visualizing just how you want your day to go? Yeah, exactly. I just just going through the steps.
1: If I have a workout that day, visualizing a successful workout, if I'm going and I got a big project I have to work on, completing it first, things along those nature. So
0: what's the so what's the benefit of of visualizing? What does that help you do?
1: Uh, visualize so I would say that for me personally and for a lot of what I've seen, visualization brings you closer to the achievement while making your drive for it stronger. Okay. Because you, act, if you act as if you are there, you're going to do as if you are there. Mm. And that just shows that, let's say if you act like you're hardworking, well, the only way to act like you're hardworking is to work hard, so then you're hardworking.
0: Right, that makes sense. So focusing in on that so your brain can uh can actually see what something will look like so so you're doing up naturally you're you know doing your brushing your teeth meditating uh visualization what are you doing after that
1: i have a gratitude journal i like to write in every morning and that's just real simple just a couple things i'm grateful for so supposed to help activate the parasympathetic nerve parasympathetic nervous system and help calm you down in the morning plus gratitude is always good just to get thing to focus on and then typically i'll do some stretching i'm really big into mobility i think in this next year i'm going to come out with a mobility uh program Mm -hmm. because i see how bad a lot of things that we do nowadays is what Just like sitting. I just got Kelly Starrett's new book, Desk Bound, which is all about how bad sitting is for us. Right. And um, I agree 100%. I I work at a standing desk every day and try to stay as active as possible. But um, so I always focus on a little bit of mobility and warming the body up, priming for the day to come. Because if you don't get yourself ready, then you're not going to be active and agile for whatever is going to come
0: your way. Okay. And that, and that's your routine that you do uh, when you wake up, which gets you you know, ready to tackle the day and, and handle what you need to get done. Right. Exactly. Man. Awesome. Yeah. So I want to switch over to, you know, you dropping out of school and, and going down to, you know, to Florida before we start talking about the the fundamentals of high living. But for you, to, uh, to, to, to make that leap, uh, which is something that many people don't do, especially when they are so close to finishing up school. What was your your thought process uh, there for why you made that jump?
1: Yeah, so um, a lot of people... The, the value of school nowadays has become something of more tradition. Uh, I see school not necessarily as success anymore but as this is the way that we think it should be and this is the way that like success comes whereas when you look at people like steve jobs or bill gates or anyone of the caliber that we see nowadays or at least most of these huge figureheads a lot of them dropped out a lot of them did this and that i'm not saying i dropped out because i think i'm going to be steve jobs Mm -hmm. I dropped out because when an opportunity comes along, similar to this, where not only are you working for like your role model in a field that you're going to love, which is completely on the other end of what your major was. Right. uh, The network and the people that I'm associated with now are already allowing me to get to a higher caliber than I would have been. Granted, I graduated and worked for five to ten years to find people of this caliber.
0: Right. So you skip you skip some of the steps by by um by letting your curiosity and, and your drive for starting the blog and, and continuing to get that better kind of help you navigate uh, or, or, or circumvent that five to 10 years like you were talking about to to start doing it sooner. Exactly. And so uh, what what was that? What was that conversation like for, for you to almost be done with school and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna drop out now what what were your parents saying about that?
1: you know it's really funny, and it actually went down really weird because when this when this came into the Facebook group I was coming back from the gym with a friend and I'm like, I gotta apply for this like why not and he, man like do whatever you think would work right and like I was like, wow, what if I got this? And I kept saying it. And I went home that weekend and I was with my parents and I'm like, what if I got this? Like, would you guys let me move down? And they're like, I mean, probably. It just depends on like when it is and like if you get it. And then a week later, I called them and I got it. (laughs) And they were like, oh my God, like,
0: (laughs) what are we going to do?
1: Because regardless of like the schooling and I was doing well in school, but they knew that this is something I wanted to do. So I went down with the promise that if it wouldn't have turned out well, mm-hmm. I would go back to school. Cause school is always, it's always waiting. You can always go back and learn at school. Right. Um, and they knew that. And even to the, like still there's in the back of their mind that I'll go back and finish one day, which I might, mm-hmm. you never know. But at this time I don't foresee that, um, but yeah, so they were actually really cool about it. It surprised me, okay. but they knew that this is something that I wanted to do for a long time. And my dad drove down to Florida with me, and yeah.
0: That's awesome. So you you took that that risk, but but really when you think about it, it really wasn't that much of a risk because like you were saying, you know, if it didn't work out, you could just go back to school. You know, Exactly. Like that that was always there. So that's interesting. Did How did you become to to think that way? Because like you were saying, nowadays, uh, you know, a lot of us aren't taking um, what we perceive to be risky things. We don't do them. So was that a gradual thing or just from from your past experiences that helped you realize that that taking these type of chances really weren't that scary?
1: Yeah. um, All in all, I think it comes down to... uh, reading and stay in following all of these people that I do online. Mm. And the reason that I would say is reading books about, I I like, I like nonfiction, but I don't read it that often. And the reason is because I, or no, 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 I'm going to rephrase this. I like fiction, but I don't read it that often. I read a ton of nonfiction. Okay. And in reading that nonfiction, all these self-help books or these proclaimed experts and this and that, it comes down to a synthesis of like, regardless of what they were doing before, unless you're reading a book by an MD or PhD, Mm -hmm. they went off to do something completely different. And looking at the statistics of like who finishes college, this and that, and following all these people online who've been instilling like, follow your dreams or go after what you actually want to do and you don't need to live for someone else but live for yourself it kind of hit an internal cord that like up to this point i'll do what i want to do right. mainly because i know that that's going to put me in the best position to better everyone else around me
0: no i get that and, and talk about to what this lifestyle that that you are living now uh I know we were kind of talking about this last week, too, for the show. But how how did you imagine or had you actually thought about, um, you know, putting on paper what what you wanted your lifestyle to look like?
1: Yeah. So I'm big into a lot of visualization and a lot of physical representation. Mm -hmm. So I'm always writing down what I want my goals or my next three months or creating uh, vision boards and things of that nature and well a lot of it wasn't exactly this it's very similar to what this is um, whereas like on my vision board I had San Francisco because I've always wanted to live there oh yeah I've had, I had uh, a ton of books because I wanted to read a lot more which I've started to do a ton more reading Uh, writing my blog, getting a lot more prominent. I had a ton of goals, which in summary got me here. And even with like San Francisco, I was just in LA with this company last week. Mm -hmm. We're all over Cali. So I did get there and I might be moving there within the next nine months as well. So I think getting this down Putting the goals in front of you, put making these things a real uh, bar to shoot for allows you to get further than you ever could if they're just sitting there internal or sitting there in some way where you're not going to see them all the time or not get
0: used to them. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, and then you're looking at this a couple of times A week or are you checking on yourself um every day
1: yeah uh I do it it's more of I have like in my gratitude journal Mm -hmm. I have my goals I have them dispersed throughout with the vision board I normally have that in an area where I'll see it all the time Uh, I have a ton of notebooks and they're all in all those so it's kind of just keeping them relevant, keeping them in front of you because right. that's how the drive stays there.
0: That's awesome. So I do want to switch over to because I'm scrolling through your website right now and I'm looking at the fundamentals of, of heightened living. And you say that these are the five fundamental articles uh, to continually refer back to regardless of your thought patterns, what you're feeling, or lack of motivation. These will be your guide to ensuring that you're always, uh, you know, moving and working towards the future and accomplishing your dreams. So let's, let's talk about those. And you have goals, networking, productivity, quality and consistency, and habits. How did you come up with those and why are those the, the five fundamentals of height living?
1: Yeah, man. So uh, when I was talking to my roommates, we kind of came up with what I am. The synthesis of how I act, what I do, my likes, my dislikes, and it all came down to these five things. And not necessarily these are the only things I do, but these are the things that make me successful in what I do. Okay. So as with goals, like we were just talking about, one of my favorite things is setting the highest goal possible. Like set insane goals. You should. Everyone should. Because why not? Why is there a reason to set a low goal? You're not going to want to set a goal for a Honda Taurus. Right. Or you're going to set a goal for like a Lamborghini Murcielago. And okay, maybe you end up with like a Jag. Is that bad? No, but that's a lot better than the Honda. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my my take on goals is always to set the furthest goal that you could ever imagine. Because there's no reason not to shoot for it. People have done crazier things. People will.
0: And what do you think that 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 thing that holds people back from, you know, setting those huge goals? A lot of it to me it seems to be
1: mindset and it seems to be the context of where they are at this time. So okay. if you're living and you only have five hundred dollars in your bank account and your car broke down. You don't have enough to fix it. I don't think you're gonna go and set a goal to have a mansion in Beverly Hills and two pools, but you should, because that's what you should be working for every day. Mm-hmm. Like having that that overlying, that overarching goal is gonna make every other task you do add up until you finally hit that goal.
0: Right, and that's where you talk about the importance of of having uh, small goals that you're doing to work up to those um, larger goals. Exactly. Okay, and then you also have um, networking. How does that help out with uh, height living? Well, the way that I look at network
1: nowadays is that people are literally made up of their network. Like, it. For example, if you have five fat friends, they're all fat and they're the people you're always with, you're going to be fat. It's it's almost impossible to not be like your five closest friends or the five people who are most in your life. Mm -hmm. Same goes for if you have five hardworking, super productive people, well, then you're going to be hardworking, super productive because the social pressure is going to get you you're going to be sitting there watching TV and eating a bag of cheetos while they're over there grinding away starting a fortune 500 new company you're like damn it okay i'll get up and i'll start working right so in one sense i i see networking as more than just you meeting all these other people and that's your network i see you have an immediate network which are the people that are around you all the time and then you have the network that you want to create. And that's where like the magic happens. That's where the ability to do anything comes in. When it comes to networking, it's not meeting everyone, handing out a business card and then calling them for a favor. Mm -hmm. It's providing as much value to these people as you can, creating everlasting friendships and knowing that every city that you ever travel to, you have a network and a group of people who are successful and awesome, and you just want to go hang out with them, get work done, and do everything you can in this city.
0: Oh, I love that you talk about providing, you know, that value first and building that friendship and relationship. Is there a book that you got that from that that um, helped you uh, expound upon these ideas and thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's called Never Eat Alone. Okay, it is probably one of the best networking books. Uh, Keith Ferrazzi he has one of the most insane networks It's honestly it's like all presidential candidates it's like everyone but he started from being like a poor broke kid mm-hmm. so the fact that he could radically change his life by giving as much value to each person till they're like oh here's my friend Keith you gotta meet him right. he did this and this and then boom, 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 and then you introduce people that you meet, and you're the middleman. It's it all works into your favor as it works into theirs. So none of it is greedy.
0: It's honestly, it's a selfless greed. Got it. And that was a uh, never eat alone. Yes. Awesome. And then the next one you said was uh, productivity. How how does that help?
1: Productivity is probably one of my favorite things to play around with. Um, I'll be honest. I love smart drugs. Not not illegal smart drugs. I'm not into Adderall or anything like that just because uh, coming from neuroscience, you get to know what these things do to your brain. Right. But natural things like uh, using green tea, caffeine, uh, paracetams, and... Uh, The whole Racetam smart drug family, which is actually is a drug or a supplement that helps to repair neurons and neural connections. And they're using it in Alzheimer's patients to help them regain memory. But uh, it gives you some cool like productivity things. But I think if you don't have good productivity set, you're not going to be able to accomplish what you want to. And so regardless of all the smart drugs and everything, uh, I found, like, a couple of things that, like, truly help you where you don't have to invest much at all.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what is that? so what does that look like if you were going to be doing uh, uh, productivity? How do you set that up for yourself?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'll take, like, a full day of work. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of work, of course, I, I normally – I'm taking caffeine off this week, but I normally would have a cup of coffee, and I'm a coffee connoisseur, so I make my coffee with a V60 drip, pour over, whatever. I, I love my coffee. I love that. But, so I have my coffee. Sometimes I'll take something called Cordagon, which is uh, one of the supplements that our company makes, which has a a – vitamin or an herb called uh, paracetam and that's pretty good for focus but normally I don't use that Right. what I do is I set up my day so it's structured to how I focus so at the beginning we start with focus blocks two 90 minute periods of intense work kicking out whatever your hardest work is with a 30 minute break in between then post those focus blocks another 30 minute break And then I chunk my day out in 25-minute and 5-minute breaks. So 25 minutes of work, 5-minute break, 25 five, and that goes till 4. So there's about 6 of those.
0: And with those, those really help you. uh, Like Pachero's Law talks about whatever whatever you extend something, that's how long it's going to take you to do. So you guys have really uh, intensified your working day to get more done. Exactly, and it
1: allows us to focus on one task at a
0: time, Okay, but to knock that out amazingly. Got it. So focusing on one thing at a time and and breaking your day up into a block with uh, incremental um, uh, times to recover in between those blocks. Exactly. Okay. Then you also have uh, number four, quality and consistency. What's that all about?
1: Yeah, so here's something that... uh, they are everyone who knows me knows that I am a little bit of a sting for quality and consistency. Okay. I uh, I need nice coffee. I'm not a fan of Starbucks anymore and I won't go there because I'd rather just not have caffeine than have a bad cup of coffee. Right. Same with my food quality. I always want great food quality. I want the best quality In everything that I can get. And I try not to ever settle. And the reason that I say that that's a fundamental. Is that quality leads to. A betterment of the people around you in this society. In the way that I see it. Is that when you invest money into quality organic food. You come back with a farmer who's putting in quality work creating more of that food, and helping others get fed great food. Mm -hmm. The same goes for coffee, you're helping the farmer over, I don't know, over in Guatemala, create some amazing coffee that you've never seen, feed their family, help their village. And The more that you put money into quality things, the more that people get to pursue their passion Mm -hmm. and pursue the goals they want to. Because quality comes from this hard work. It comes from setting an unattainable goal. It comes from being productive every day. And it comes from networking and getting things out there, like the new Warby Parker sunglasses, which are 90 bucks instead of 200 for Ray-Bans, but way better quality. And it's, it's things like that where I don't want people to skimp, mainly because skimping on things like that means you're voting for something of a lesser quality and more of that will
0: be produced. Oh, that makes sense. And, and talk about the, since we're, since we were talking about quality, what, what is the coffee that you like to drink again?
1: Yeah. So the way that I produce my coffee in the morning is through a method called a V60 dripper. And, uh, it's it's a little more complicated than you would normally make coffee since you make one cup at a time. Right. But typically I like beans from Burundi. Guatemala has some good beans and my the my favorite ever, weirdly enough, is Mexican beans that were natural natural dried. They were amazing. I'll never be able to find them again though. <laughs>
0: That's that's awesome. Where did you get those at originally? Were you down in Mexico?
1: No, I was at uh, the coffee shop I worked at oh, okay. at college. Oh wow! Uh, it was a it's a hipster indie style coffee shop. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we got a really good roaster from Kentucky who imported them from Mexico.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And it was phenomenal coffee. It was, blew my mind.
0: That's awesome. And so, then you say quality and consistency. What? How does that play a uh, play a role in into the fundamentals?
1: Consistency.
0: Yes. So, along
1: with quality, you have to have the consistency. Because if okay. you don't have consistency, then like, if five out of every ten is quality, well, I guess you can call it quality, right? But five of those weren't quality. Right. So staying consistent, pursuing whatever you're going to pursue, working day in, day out, things along those nature, always being consistent with what you're gonna do, that is a must when it comes to living what I coin a heightened life a heightened lifestyle. Okay. One one above most people.
0: Okay, and how do you check yourself on on your quality and consistency? What 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 are good parameters? See,
1: in this sense, I feel like most people know themselves mm-hmm. and they know when they're slacking or they're doing this or that or let's right. say like I go to write a blog post and I write 400 words and I'm like, "Okay, that's good." Even though most of mine are between 10 or between 1000 and 1500 words. Mm-hmm. Then I know that I'm slacking somewhere and that I need to back off and I need to attack it from a different angle.
0: Right. So we kinda, it, we are we kind of already know this is that Li- actually listening to yourself and and, and and saying yeah come on this is I can do better work than this
1: yeah exactly it's it's fighting that voice in your head which is like it's fine just get it done and then we'll go do something else to being like okay I'm going to get this done and not thinking about whatever is coming else
0: right exactly so I, I get that a lot and then the the, the final uh, fundamental of, uh, of high living is habits uh explain that one to us
1: yeah so like i was saying with uh how i wake up how i go to sleep mm-hmm. habits are what a human functions off of uh i forget what the studies showed but like 75% of what we do in our daily lives is habit the way we go to work the way we come home which shoe we put on first which shoelace we tie first how we brush our teeth, like the order of how we put on shampoo and soap in the shower, like everything is consistent and it's always from these habits you've ingrained in yourself. So a lot of people create bad habits while creating good habits, right? You don't want to, let's say like you're, you're going to go on a diet. You want to lose some weight. Now a good habit is to eat more vegetables a bad habit is to get neurotic about anything that you can't eat. Okay. And so if you're going on a diet to lose weight and you're like, cool, I can have some more vegetables. But you're like, he put a crouton on my plate. I can't eat this. All the trust to crouton. Right. It's like, relax. Moderation is the key in that general sense. But ingraining these habits where it becomes second nature like driving a car or brushing your teeth or breathing is what allows you to function above most people's productivity or most people's level without even having to try. Mm.
0: So talk about that. Is it, are, are you saying uh, naturally infuse these new habits into your life or are you saying make, them a, make a conscious effort to uh, do them the same way at the same time every day?
1: Yeah, so I would say, so... A habit typically takes about two weeks to get into your system, uh, to get into the routine or whatever you're doing. So I would say focus on one to two habits. If you're doing multiple, make sure that they're not in the same thing. So it's not like in the morning I'm going to wake up, meditate, stretch, and write in a gratitude journal. That's too much. You would be like in the morning I'm going to write in a gratitude journal. Or same with flossing. And I, I'm going to floss one tooth. Well, once you start to floss one tooth, you're going to get pretty annoyed that you just pulled out floss and you did one tooth. Why yeah. not do this? So when you get to the point of where it's starting to come second nature, I would say don't put any more like effort theoretically into pursuing these habits. But prior to doing that, I would say it's probably going to take some effort to get them into your day like walking more, standing more things along those nature when you build up to it it becomes something that you don't realize you're doing Uh, just like the person who has a super fast metabolism doesn't realize that when he eats more he's tapping his foot, he's nodding his head he's air drumming the whole day walking around things along those nature when you get to that point you're good but before that, I would say definitely put some effort into uh, pursuing these habits.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I I loved um, hearing you go through those. Those were the five fundamentals for for a heightened living. And man, it's been interesting, you know, hearing hearing you talk and, and hearing you share your thoughts of of how you are navigating through life um, at this at this young age and then making these. These these changes that are, you know, helping you um, live the best life possible um, right now in this moment. So that was awesome hearing that from you. What is something that we can look um, forward to seeing you come out with next? Yeah, man. So, uh,
1: in the coming future, I'm going to be doing. I actually have a lot, a lot. Uh, come- I've got an ebook I've been working on for a while, which is going to be more more than just a typical ebook. It's going to be a whole program course for setting, achieving goals, and then pounding out the productivity to get those completed in less time than you ever thought possible. Um, then I'm coming out with down the road a mobility guide that I've started to write to keep people in the right habit of a good posture stable spine and preventing injury to help increase longevity okay and lastly me and my roommates here since we're all in this internet game we're going to start a podcast in the near future just like you're doing um where we're going to talk about Mainly health and fitness, a lot of different topics around there, and mm-hmm. invite some interesting guests on and stuff. So
0: we'll definitely have to have you on when we start ours. Yeah, definitely. Let me know if you need any help with that because I put together a course that's easily that shows you how to pretty much get get started and 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 launching. You know, within six weeks. So not. Not much to do at all for, but just knowing those those ins and outs of it. So yeah, if, if you ever awesome. need any help with that, and I can show you and send you all the information as well. Totally, man. Awesome. Yeah. So that's really cool. So you got the the ebook, the the mobility guide, and then possibly a podcast in the works. So I would say yeah, that that's definitely a lot of fun to do. Just just reaching out to everyone and hearing their stories, and definitely had a, a lot of fun hearing you talk about your experiences and and finally being able to connect with you it was really cool story and man you have you have a lot of value and and that was awesome so I know that listeners are definitely going to enjoy this episode Uh, before you get on out of here I wanted to ask you one final question and that is uh, what is you with everything that you've gone through and the the, the different challenges that you've had and, and making it and bouncing back from those to now living down in Florida uh, off of the beach and, and doing what you love. What would be your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings?
1: Ooh, my definition. My definition would be when you get a call, you have to answer it, mm. especially when it's something that throws you for a loop and pushes you out of your comfort
0: zone i love it when you get a call you've got to answer it so that was austin floyd uh thanks again for joining me on the podcast it was definitely uh worthwhile made this hour go by really really fast because i could sit here and and talk with you about this stuff all day because it's so fascinating to me just just the amount of, of uh, habits that we can do to make ourselves better, and once we actually start getting in that mindset, that we can, you know, create whatever life it is that we want. So, thanks again for those for those nuggets and and where can we um, go to check out your your writing, and then also see uh, what other content you are going to be putting out?
1: Yeah, man, uh, I update. Right now, about once a week, but uh, frequency is going to go up a little more on heightenedliving.com mm-hmm. And uh, it's on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, but uh, that's where I'll be doing updates, and there's going to be a lot more content coming in the near future, so...
0: That's awesome. So, everyone, that's it for us today. I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas-Sule. Today's guest was Austin Floyd. Hope you enjoyed listening to what we were talking about. Uh, let us know what you think. If you enjoyed what Austin was talking about, you know, you can hit us up. I'm always – you can always find my social media links on fulfillinglifejourneys.com, and I will share – all of Austin's information as well, so you can check out his really cool uh, blog, Heightened Living, and, and start working on yourself and, and accomplishing those things that, you know, that you want in your life. So that's it for us. As always, go out there and be fly.